Hello, my name is Aisa Tudiawaha. I'm a technical advisor at the Global Institute for Disease Elimination based in Abu Dhabi. And I'm pleased to welcome you to the first episode of our new podcast series, Elimination Exchange. At Glide, we focus our efforts on understanding and accelerating progress towards the elimination and eradication of neglected tropical diseases, currently onchocerciasis and lymphatic filariasis, as well as polio and malaria. It's my pleasure to have with us today Professor Dan Fletcher from UC Berkeley, who will be talking about the LOASCOP, an innovative field diagnostic tool developed by his group to help accelerate progress towards onchocerciasis elimination in Africa. Onchocerciasis, also known as river blindness, is an eye and skin infection caused by parasitic worms and transmitted by black flies. The disease is endemic in 30 African countries, as well as in some fossae in Latin America and Yemen. Dan, it's great to have you with us for the inaugural episode of our podcast. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your work? Yes, indeed. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm currently a, a, a professor of bioengineering at UC Berkeley. And my laboratory is interested in understanding the basic biophysical mechanisms that infectious diseases use to get into cells and get into the body, um, as well as developing new technologies that let us study them and diagnose them. We gotten in, we've gotten uh, in, uh, engaged in this question of onchocerciasis and uh, treatment um, thanks to uh, a collaboration with uh, Tom Nutman at the National Institutes of Health in the United States. And we became aware of the need for new diagnostics to help with the problem of uh, loa loa in onchocerciasis treatment. Thank you so much for telling us about your background and work. So despite the fact that we have tools and interventions necessary to eliminate onchocerciasis, we have yet to achieve elimination targets. And we know that one of the major challenges of onchocerciasis elimination in Africa is the condemnicity of onchocerciasis and loasis, which is another filarial disease. And one of the new tools available that could potentially play a pivotal role in the elimination of onchocerciasis is the loascope. So what exactly is the loascope and how and why could it be a game changer in the fight against onchocerciasis? So the Loascope is a mobile phone-based microscope. Uh, so it basically does what a laboratory microscope does, um, takes pictures of very small things, um, but it does it using the camera of a mobile phone and then uh, allows the mobile phone to do image processing um, with the, uh, the phone itself. So it provides a compact way of doing the kind of laboratory microscopy that normally would have to be done at a standard clinical uh, laboratory. Um, the goal of it is to be able to quantify the number of loa loa microfilaria that are present in a blood sample. Um, and that number is important because that number determines whether or not a patient can receive ivermectin or not. If the load of loa loa is above a certain threshold, uh, then the uh, presence of using ivermectin can lead to um, serious adverse events. Um, the uh, ivermectin is very effective, not only against the onchocerciasis microfilaria, but also the microfilaria of loa loa. And that means that if too many uh, microfilaria are dying all at once, 
the immune system can respond um, uh, improperly. And as a result, uh, individuals can have serious health consequences. And that had stopped the use of ivermectin in some regions where there is this co-endemicity. Um, and so a, a simple tool was needed to be able to identify who are the patients who are above this threshold and can't uh, receive ivermectin so that all the others who are below the threshold can receive it. And usually that number is only a few percent, maybe two or 3% of the population. But that two or 3% was stopping the, the rest of the population from receiving um, ivermectin. And so the device itself is a very simple uh, um, a system in which we add a lens in front of a mobile phone camera, and then we use uh, simple motors to move um, a patient sample in front of this lens while we collect uh, a series of images. And in particular, we load the blood into a capillary, and this capillary um, allows the whole blood uh, to be imaged by the device and allows us to observe whether or not there are wiggling microfilaria in the blood sample. And then image processing that's run on the phone is able to detect the number of wiggling worms in the blood sample. And then we can estimate um, what is the count in that individual and whether or not they should receive ivermectin. This sounds very exciting and promising. And from what you say, we understand that Loescope has been developed for field use. And um, a pilot study conducted in Cameroon showed evidence of the feasibility of deploying the test and not treat strategy with loascope testing in communities. And the same study also demonstrated the uh, rapid identification of persons at risk of severe adver adverse events related to low aloe infection. So we know that to successfully deliver diagnostics to communities in need, we must work with in-country partners such as the Ministry of Health and uh, neglected tropical disease control programs. So could you please tell us more about your experience as a scientist from academia partnering with in-country entities and also explain us what were the main steps that led to the operationalization of the test and not treat strategy with loascope testing? Yes, as, as, a, as an academic, I rarely leave the laboratory. So fieldwork was not something that I had experience with. Uh, most of the time we develop technologies and do experiments that are done only in the laboratory. And so this was a first opportunity for me to get involved in an effort to address a problem with immediacy like onchocerciasis and, and loasis. And to do so with a technology that was aimed at getting in the field and directly helping uh, patients. And this uh, was only possible thanks to um, a system that had already been set up um, and was initially supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to bring a set of scientists at the National Institutes of Health in the US, um, uh, at the IRD in France, together with um, a, a very strong partner in country in Cameroon, uh, Joseph uh, Kemnio, and his team um, of scientists and his uh, network of, uh, of uh, individuals that he works with was able to uh, test various prototypes of the loescope before we were finalized uh, in the design of the device and evaluate what works and what doesn't. Um, so we, we can only do so much in the laboratory to evaluate um, whether the technology can work on a real patient. And it takes in-country partners uh, to be able to evaluate, is that the case? 
Um, and so we were able to, to do a number of iterations of the technology with Joseph and his team to um, settle on a strategy that would uh, potentially be useful for a test and don't treat program. Um, so going out and in regions that are co-endemic, um, directly testing individuals before um, giving them uh, the ivermectin. Um, and so that uh, process uh, meant going out to Cameroon, it meant understanding what does the test and, and don't treat program involve? Um, what are the communities that would be receiving uh, the test? Um, what, what are the concerns of the communities that might be receiving the test? And in, in this particular case, because some of the regions that we were aiming to address had already had experience with, uh, with deaths as a result of uh, ivermectin treatment, there was understandable hesitancy about whether uh, bringing the drug back and resuming treatment for onchocerciasis would be safe. And so uh, Joseph and his team did a, a wonderful job of building trust in the technology and building uh, understanding with, within the Ministry of Health, but also among the communities that were going to be tested to uh, ensure that they understood what the goal was of the technology. Um, and I think the Loiscope also benefited from the fact that it was based on a uh, mobile phone, something that people were aware of and understood had capabilities to do things that were uh, that were useful, whether it's uh, make a phone call or send a message. Um, mobile phones were familiar. And so the fact that the technology was based on that and the, the test could be run right in front of them um, and the, the test itself could be explained to individuals who are interested by looking at the screen and saying that wiggling uh, microfilaria is, is, is low a low worm and that's what we want to avoid and that can cause these serious adverse events. So by being able to, to really engage the, the individuals who are being tested with the test itself, um, I think that helped us to, uh, to be able to, to run the test and get participation levels that are needed in order for the test and don't treat program to move forward. Right, so it's clear that country ownership and community buy-in are both essential for the success of such program. Absolutely. So what do you think is now needed to build up this rich experience and scale up the deployment of um, the test and not treat as public health intervention in countries that are condemned for onchocerciasis and loasis? So I think we need uh, three things. Um, one is we need support from, uh, from institutional partners to expand the number of low scopes that are available. Uh, right now, as part of the, the support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, we were able to, to run this pilot project, uh, do the, the, the clinical testing to confirm that the combination of the technology with the, the strategy to to, to test people in different regions, that that can work as a way of restarting, safely restarting ivermectin treatment for onchocerciasis. So we need more devices. Um, the second is we need uh, more country partners who are willing to, uh, uh, like Joseph has done, set up systems within country that allow for effective use of the technology. Um, and that means uh, not just the country partners, but also um, NGOs like the Task Force for Global Health uh, that are critical for operational research to know where might the devices be useful. Uh, so the country participation uh, mapping to figure out where might the devices um, have an impact. 
And I think, I think thirdly, um, is understanding that the, the types of measurements that the Loiscope uh, is doing, which is basically a microscopy measurement, could be useful for a range of other diseases, um, whether it's soil transmitted helminths or schistosomiasis, uh, maybe lymphatic filariasis. Having a tool that can be used for multiple uh, neglected tropical diseases means that the, the, the tool can, uh, can have an impact in more ways than one. And I think if it is useful for more things, then there's more of a reason to have that technology available um, and to train individuals to use it. And so I think expanding the number of diseases that can be addressed by the technology is something I'm, I'm personally very interested in. Thank you so much, Dan. It was a great pleasure to talk to you today and hear about this promising new technology that could help us to reach uh, the last mine of oncocytosis elimination. Thank you again for joining us. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you. We hope you learned something new about disease elimination efforts and invite you to tune in next time to Elimination Exchange as we continue to explore the tools, interventions, and innovations that will help us consign these ancient diseases of poverty to the history books. For more information about GLIDE, please visit our website at www.glideae.org.